Hi, and welcome once again to What's the Damage companion show to the incredibly well-known and popular real play D&D show, Roll for Damage, coming soon to a store near you. So on Friday, our beautiful, sexy heroes delved deep into the belly of the beast, a treacherous dungeon full of undead horrors and dark mysteries and cults and stuff. Um, they navigated these dark, murky halls in search of answers, the answers they need in order to earn the freedom of their friend, Oriana, who is, as you might remember, in a bit of trouble. Um, so a plot is afoot, and in order to discover the truth about this conspiracy the party had to face, zombies, ghosts, weird stuff, and even more horrifyingly, Lex, who's very annoyed with them. Um, after losing and then finding again their sometimes ally um, in the dungeon, they encountered some ghosts, I think. Uh, Sinric got possessed for what must be like the fourth time. Uh, Campion did too, but luckily the two of them were subdued without too much bloodshed. Um, do do do. Lex and the group then parted ways, and the party realized that Lex had also parted them with their part of the key, uh, which they need. Um, but that not, might not matter that much as the shields then ended up walking straight into a meeting of what can only be the principal conspirators in this whole big plot, which is probably coming to a head next episode. Um, we'll see how that works out on Friday this week, but we'll speculate about what might happen this week in just a few minutes. Um, as always, stick around after the stream for links, charities, resources, cool stuff. I'm your host, Truth Benson, and this is What's the Damage? that laugh to that laugh uh jay's here for the first time in a while welcome <clears throat> back jay thank you for being on we've also got serenity our wonderful dm oh that's so creepy jay we were just talking about what if uh people evolved from birds instead of primates um and if dogs had opposable thumbs and dogs had opposable thumbs would they have would they have a full hand and would it be like the this? little thumb yeah like sticking out of their out pod because yeah. they already have that back one right the yeah, but they can't move What if it? that became their thumb? <gasps> that would be completely useless. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what if what if it grew super long to meet the other paws, you know? What? Okay. okay, we need to get into our show probably. Okay. Um, <laughs> in, in, instead of becoming strange science facts. That Lord, isn't even real okay. science. Yeah, science oh. facts with Jay. Tune in every Tuesday. Yeah, that's 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 gonna be the new show, guys. Yeah, that's our Wednesdays. that's our next coming uh, soon. That is our next spin-off show, Science Sacks with Campion. Um oh, God. fully in character. Yeah. Okay, so, yes, Doodle. Yeah. Oh god. Uh look forward to that. Um so you guys, um, the party is deep in the belly of the beast right now, and there are ghosts and ghouls and scary stuff. What is the damage? Yeah, Jay, what's the damage? Yo, what the, what's the damage, Jay? Um, Campy is not a Ghostbuster, so uh, he is afraid of them ghosts. I mean, after one possessed him, I can see why. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, so uh, if you need Ghostbusting needs, 
Um, don't call him. <laughs> go <Cool>, boomer <laughs> but yeah no shit was crazy man and then like Lex she was like oh yeah you guys are I can't right now and then she's like walking away <clears throat> I'm just like hey you know what like they had just yelled at Campion for being rude to Lex and then Quinn is yeah. like you fucking bitch I'm gonna murder you yeah, no cause I'm, I'm fucking with Fulton and you know it's like oh I need like Fulton I don't like Fulton because there's something in his eyes man Okay. You know, he's probably he part of the baby. He's probably part of Possibly. Don't don't quote me on that because he might sue. Uh, yeah. Bolton? No. Yeah. But I mean, Reliable. yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, the whole thing with uh, uh, Lex and Quinn. Uh, I think with Quinn, it's been a long a long time coming. Um, mm-hmm. He is he has constantly said how he feels like they're bullies, um, uh, and uh, you know, in this moment, she was fairly upset uh she had made it through uh without taking pretty much any flack from anything on her own Mm -hmm. and she had just you know gifted them all these items that she found in potions the cool shit and was trying to lead because she had seen how damaged they were and and Mm -hmm. and that they had gotten into something and so she was trying to go ahead of them to kind of take the brunt of everything and she manages to take out whatever this creature is and turns mm-hmm. around and ends up having to subdue them. And, and she did without, I mean, the, she did to Campion without harming mm-hmm. him a lot. You know, she did like one, one damage roll to him and then managed to uh, get him in a chokehold. But unfortunately, Sinric is their barbarian. So the chances of you chokeholding a barbarian, even if you manage to hang yeah. on to him, for a, for for a good long while, he has advantage on strength strength checks, and his constitution is like a plus nine. So it's going to mm-hmm. take you a lot of rounds to try and hold on to him uh, and stay conscious uh, with him flailing about, um, and uh, you know without without going down. And unfortunately, he you know that's what happened. Quinn got mm-hmm. attacked and got hit, and uh, and then Lex took literally the brunt of the damage. Like, I think had any of the other characters been hit with Sinric's attack, he would have outright killed them. Uh, Because he did close to 100 damage to Lex Mm -hmm. in that free attack. Um, So she was very hurt. And, you know, she was like, how did this happen? Um, And as she's walking out, she's very observant. And she sees the door unlocked at the other side. Mm -hmm. And... Her thing was when Quinn came to her, he was like, you know, where are you going? And she just wanted to walk out to like blow off mm-hmm. steam because she's frustrated. Um, and he comes after her and she's she's just like, what the fuck just happened? And he's like, I don't know. This place is a nightmare. And that's when she went off. She's like, this place is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. But that's not the problem. We all know this place is a nightmare. You guys caused this. Like whatever it was that that is not coordinated with all of you is why you're dying and her her i get why quinn got upset but like her whole thing was if i hadn't have been there taking that damage and almost dying you would a bunch of you would have been dead right now like had she not been there had had lex been out of the room and that that had occurred one the guy that she killed would have still been up and they would have been fighting on two fronts Mm -hmm. two likely it would have been a tpk and so her thing was you're you're still not coordinating and you're in this place it's this isn't the nightmare the nightmare is your group's still not working together and that's when quinn went off on her the one thing that's uh interesting is his view of his perspective of the world is they've berated him and the group and told them they suck when in reality i think he feels that more i again i can't speak for like how chad plays quinn and quinn's character but i think he's internalizing a lot of their failures and just doesn't want to hear that they've made so many mistakes. And so he, every time one of them interacts with them and gives them a bit of like harsh advice, it's they're telling us we suck and they're saying we're failures and stuff like that. When in reality, she hasn't really ever, like this is the first time I think she said like, you guys were the problem here. Yeah, which which we, we, we kind of do suck. You know, just, just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> Oh, you're up against really hard stuff, though. You need to be more coordinated. Um, I can kind of see everyone's perspective. Yeah, yeah, I think this. everyone's valid. Yeah, yeah. 
I feel like what Quinn does, and he's not here to defend himself, obviously. I feel like either um, his approach tends to be either to be like, yes, I do suck, and to apologize, um, to kind of uh, suck up a little bit to whoever, whoever is criticizing him, or to, um, or to lash out to lose his temper. Um, he seems to have either like the fawn reaction or the fight reaction. Yep. You know, it's like fight, flight, fawn. Yeah, interesting. Um, actually, makes me wonder, like, when you designed Lex, obviously she's a bit of a brash character. Um, she's a strong personality, she's a bit rude. Um, were you expecting her to have such a contentious relationship with these characters? Um, I, no, um, I think she really, but, the, but if you look at it, she really hasn't. Like, again, she has only helped them. Mm -hmm. um, the only time that she has been like, no thanks, was when they lost the communicator and their bag in Cage Barrow after she had given them information and said like, hey, by the way, this place is bad. Keep your shit on you at all times and like pay attention. Be careful. And as soon as they went in, they lost everything. And and basically she said, don't worry, I don't need you to do this favor. Also, I'm going to take that back because you, you guys are misusing it mm -hmm. that way. But again, I don't think she, I think she said like, you guys are foolish and, and made poor choices, um, but still sat down with them and talked with them. And then even after, like helped them in Riverend, helped them in Zuma. Um, like, I think most of her conversations with them have been relatively straightforward and un- uh, unangry. Like, I think the, the only ones she's ever had that were like really angry were with Dobby when he first ever met her after she mm -hmm. just saved all of their lives. And he was like accusing her of being like this terrible person. <laughs> um, and then this most oh, recent Dobby. one, uh, in the heat of a dungeon where she again, like took a lot of damage and could have been close to dying and mm -hmm. was just like in a bad moment. Um, I think that I didn't expect her to have a brash, uh, to have a, a, a contentious relationship with them. And like I said, most of their other interactions haven't been. Like most mm -hmm. of that time they've wanted to talk to her. They've called her and exchanged information with her. And they've said like, we should talk to Lex. So I, I don't think they've had one. Um, it's just interesting that they've gotten to this moment. And like I said, in the heat of all of these things happening, it just exploded. Yeah, uh, tough situation. Um, so. Were you like rolling dice for Lex in the background or did you make it through? At least so you were. So she was actually having her own little adventure. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had, I had done it actually the, the, uh, like after their last session, I was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, what, where would she have been? And she actually went through this, uh, centerpiece and there were quite a few things that she had to fight, but mm -hmm. thankfully she was able to like take them out. I think she took about 20, 20 hit points of damage or something like that going through. Um, and then I rolled for her uh, searching all of those rooms. And based on the time mm -hmm. that it took them to do their whole search and battle and, you know, seeing all those places and finally deciding where to do, that's when she came out mm -hmm. to um, to uh, meet them. Had they have continued down and done some other stuff, she, excuse me, might have gone further on her own. Um mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, so she came out to, to meet them. So yeah, I was rolling dice and seeing what she would do. Behind the scenes. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, so Jay, it's been so long since you've been on. Um, and quite a bit has happened since the last time we spoke. So can you tell us just a little bit about how like you and Campion are dealing with this particular plot? Because it's very complicated it's very intriguing it seems right up your alley <laughs> mm -hmm. i mean i mean i mean personally like it's up mine campion he's, he's kind of uh figuring uh this out as like shit's going on man um <laughs> i'm 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 trying to like I, i'm trying to play him as as kind of he's trying to figure things out not trying mm -hmm. to go too full dobby into it man um but like Ghost I, of Dobby I, I, possesses I you as, yeah. as intelligently That's as possible. Uh, <laughs> e exactly. Yeah. I shouldn't live full Dobby. No. Um, but it's, it's, it's just in his case uh, with this whole thing, a lot of things used to like connecting the dots and it's just like, Oh, you know, there's weapons rolling about, you know, what are like the best points of like, this is 
a secret organization that works with the government and everything, you know, kind of like this kind of CIA, mm -hmm. what, you know, what would the CIA kind of do? Or like, you know, you know, it's kind of unification. Their whole mission is unification of like their whole society. And the best way of creating this unification is having a common and, and like tangible enemy, you know? If you don't really mm -hmm. have one right now, the best way is to create one and uh and my mission my my idea was like oh shit you know um shit's getting real uh maybe the the, the bombs are like interior like what what's going on like they're creating a weapon like you know it's just a lot of things that are kind of all over the place mm -hmm. and it's just like i i was like oh maybe maybe around his folks are involved with this too secretly maybe. Or, and then you know Oriana's like it's going to Oriana's kind of like we're we're in this area like this involves her like maybe she's trying to get recruited by somebody and then it's just like <laughs> maybe there's double agents everywhere man I don't know what's going on anymore man um yeah, and I see Serenity she's in her little fucking box bubble fucking giggling yes he's going insane. and it was none of those things it was something <laughs> completely different exactly which i'm just like fuck. although you haven't yeah, figured out the whole plot yet but but you're you're mm -hmm. you're getting to that point yeah but like i'm trying to keep it into to, in my mindset because because dobby would have would have been this like oh yeah like butcher's involved and then you know fucking champion doesn't know anything about butcher yeah no one really, really put any butcher no into at this. this at this point yeah so it's just did, like yeah did the party know that butcher was potentially involved though did um, dobby, dobby, dobby dobby did say he was like yeah this smells mm -hmm. like butcher all over it this is poison this is his shit like i don't mm -hmm. know how how deep he goes into it but he's involved into this situation and they they took it into advisement but i feel like they kind of oh this is kind of all over the place they kind of forgot that you know butcher was involved well i think Boltaim still remembered you know mm -hmm. and it's like Boltaim kept bringing that up you know and then when they were having that whole conversation so they don't know him they've never really seen him yeah at mm -hmm. all and they really wouldn't know what to look for as a group mm -hmm. without dog yeah yeah you know yeah and so yeah that's you know they're kind of blind in this whole situation altogether you know yeah, I wonder how Butcher will react to learning Dobby is dead if he does learn. Oh, the Maybe, yeah, dead. that's there's going to be a dependent on what the group does and how they uh, how yeah. they deal with this whole uh, mm -hmm. hostile even, situation. Like, even even Dobby, like you know, he had this whole like mindset of Butcher. Well, the, the, you know, but what if I'm seeing the, 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 the little cookies, the really the little cookies that Serenity was was. was I mean, you heard the conversation he had with uh, yeah. Train. I was like, I was like, I was. If you if you were to play that back, and my whole my my face was like, wait, no. I was like, <sighs> I was like, oh shit, and and like now I really wish that. Was... Yeah. <laughs> you do, oh. dude. Um, man, Dobby would be losing his shit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it'd be very interesting yeah. to see how Dobby would have handled this situation. Mm -hmm. I, I had this planned way back from the beginning that this would be the intersection of Baltaim's and, and Dobby's sort of mm -hmm. uh, stories mm -hmm. and how uh, how they both sort of converge and then diverge again, depending on yeah. their choices. But, um, but yeah, it's always nice to see that even though characters may have passed on in nature, mm -hmm. you're still gonna see the outcome of some of, of what they- Their plot, yeah. Yeah, their plot, because the yeah, world which, still includes Which is them. really cool, because yeah. you know, you know, Serena just put this work in, and it's mm -hmm. like this, it's it's now, even though this this character's gone, the elements that they're, that are a part of them. Are, yeah, like, it's like he made it, he made an impact on this world, and yeah. on this story. Yeah, and, cool. and like, it's, it's, and it literally, it's like, this world is bigger than any mm -hmm. of the party, you know, shit's, shit's going. You know, so if any, so even if all of them are die, like die, it's gonna continue on. You know, and yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you for giving me the clear to TPK you all. TPK all of us. I, oh I, fuck! Oh god! What did I do? Oh no! Oh lordy! Yeah, I really, I do kind of hope that Butcher finds out about Dobby because I want to see like his perspective on their relationship because we got Dobby's. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so do you want me to just mention that? Campion, Campion can't obviously, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll Campion, see. corral that group and make sure that you get that information. Yeah. I'll try. I have in, the, in the five minutes before combat starts next session. Um, cool beans. Okay, so 
Before we move on, I want to know, Jay, what's your wildest theory about what's really going on here? Do you have any really huge Yo, ones? <laughs> yes, I, I, I think mm-hmm. I do. Um, I feel like Butcher was preparing Dobby for something more. Dobby only, mm-hmm. you know, got this whole thing, and then in his mind, it was just really this one kind of like, oh, Butcher's the enemy, but I feel like there's layers on that, and Butcher, his layers are uh he's involved in this situation but i don't i don't believe in the way of how uh you know we all perceived it as such you know especially mm-hmm. that whole kind of conversation between him and uh uh i keep forgetting his name from luxafina uh friend yeah friend there we go yeah him and a friend and like that whole kind of dynamic of what was going on because i was listening to that whole conversation i was like what the f- I, I was like, I was like, a butcher was 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 ready to go. I was like, yeah. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, I'm. We're ready. We're ready for this shit. And he's like, oh no, we're not. I, I we, this was not in the plan. Which I'm just like, butcher, butcher was is, is not this is not in butcher plan. What the fuck's going on? A frame is must be, must be must be way better than a the butcher at this shit, man. You know, this the intrigue goes into levels. We're mm-hmm. in Inception right now. <laughs> you know, where's the where's the flipping buildings, Layers. man? Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you but yeah it's it's that man it's it's fucking bonkers dude um i still i still think that um uh they're they're trying to establish like a friend's trying to establish some serious shit in atrial i don't think like him in control but i feel like he's trying to acquire something and he's using full-time sister as a as a tool or stepping stone for that means mm-hmm. to an end. Yeah. That's just my shit. Serenity, <clears throat> fuck you, Jay. You don't know shit. I, I'm, I'm like, okay, cool. You, I mean, maybe you'll find out at, at in this this week's session. You'll find out some of it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It'll be exciting no matter what <laughs> we find out. Okay, awesome. Um, so Serenity, could you tell us a little bit about like designing this dungeon crawl? It's it's been a pretty long one. I think it's been a while since we had like a proper crawl. Yeah, um, so I generally don't like dungeon crawls um, just because mm-hmm. there's so much with them and like you have to move the, the tokens around the map and you have to use like dynamic lighting properly and everything like that. Um, but I figured they're going into like this forbidden tomb. Um, I was going to like base it off of kind of like a necromantic lair um, and uh, they knew sort of the history behind it or a little bit, at least from Oriana and... Um, and so I wanted it to really feel like this locked, forbidden place that had mm-hmm. um, that had a lot of um, history about why it was there, but also have um, the mystery of what was locked away and why it was sealed and what was what would be needed to un fully unseal uh, this um, this place. Uh, to get access to the full nature of it, um, mm-hmm. and uh, to be honest, I I don't know. I'm uh, they ha- obviously had there was other places, other areas that they could have explored uh, that they didn't, um, and uh, like that that first door that they went to, they never actually went through there. They couldn't mm-hmm. they they couldn't pick the lock. Um, so uh, so yeah, they haven't really um, explored every single room in there. Not that they have to, but I made sure that there was enough there that it would tell the story of what this place became. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that they're kind of like in this defiled sort of ceremonial sort of end room, uh, you can see like this is where the majority of likely those warriors of ages past that were raised where their bones lay now as as they eventually decomposed and perhaps the magic sort of wore away at them. Um, and now, you know, they're being used mm-hmm. once more for this nefarious purpose of this meeting or whatnot, but it's why this area is like heavily desecrated um, and why it felt so strange uh, when they walked in there and felt so negative to them because this was where the root of all that necromantic energy that brought back these warriors were. So, so yeah, I, I just, I wanted to actually make like a dungeon that was like more investigative and mm. like seeing through elusive illusory walls, dealing with like guards and wards, trying to find keys, and having a couple of encounters here or there to um, have them have to think about um, 
resourcing and like if they were going to stay with Lex like she had she have stayed with him at the very beginning that second fight probably would have been a lot easier for them um mm. you know so there was the potential of of her there was also potential of them not even meeting with her like if they hadn't mm. have gone in the morning and had have had decided to do things differently like they might not have even had her as an ally in that dungeon and they would have had it to do it all themselves so there was like a lot of possibilities for like how it would play out but i always knew how like the the final sort of scene would be um depending on when they went they would get more or less of the conversation so they got what they got mm -hmm. at the end there but um also because they weren't stealthing into there so um they got heard pretty pretty quickly um but uh but yeah so so uh that, that was kind of how i wanted to make it and like i will probably do another one at some point but like i try to break it up because dungeon crawls can feel very like um sloggy sometimes yeah. yeah yeah so i try not to do them too often but when it makes sense I, and I, I felt like for a this kind of layer this kind of tomb it would 100 mm -hmm. make sense nice yeah so what happened was actually very dependent on player choice like yep. it wasn't like the cutscene will happen there, no matter yeah what. like and based on what's currently happened there is very much still up in the air and like uh the actual actually the actual campaign could shift directions based on what players choose Whoa. to do here um so I, I actually informed all the players and i said like by the way guys like i'm ex i'm terrified but also excited <laughs> as a dm because depending on how you guys play this out and what happens here a lot of different things are up in the air and and this campaign may very well shift directions for you guys so um, so it's kind of like one of those very pivotal moments. But again, we're getting to the very, we're getting mm -hmm. very close to the end of like the first act of this campaign. Uh, and so, yeah, this could determine what act two actually ends up being. Wow. So tune in on Friday, see what happens. Yeah. Um, wow. So no pressure, guys. Exciting. Very exciting. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, okay. So I actually had... Um, a question that isn't specifically about this um this dungeon crawl and this like episode but it is related because um so when you have like npcs who are helping the um the characters like in combat and serving as sort of like a support character how do you like run those because obviously you would run those a little bit differently than you would for a real character um because npcs are you know there to support the player characters for the most part but how do you make them like useful without completely overshadowing the character does it matter like how do you balance this kind of thing yeah yeah especially a character like like lex or any one of the members of because yeah. they are quite powerful um npcs um to be honest um i run them uh very much sort of like mostly in the background but mm -hmm. i will um i will have them step up when i see like the the when i notice if the players have used like a lot of resources or mm -hmm. they've um they've taken a lot of hits or they kind of like need the assistance or whatnot um like it was actually nice because uh the the uh when they were like having that whole debate at the beginning i was like well does lex kind of like want to stay with them uh, mm -hmm. and listen to like their banter back and forth and just like choose a direction or whatever or uh, is she going to figure out this other thing and then I was like you know what they're bantering for so long so I kind of took Lex out of the picture and I was like okay so for mm -hmm. the first half of the dungeon they're probably not even going to find her um, and and that's like another thing that you can do and it felt very organic like it didn't feel like I, that was just a decision that I made I was like yeah she'd find this thing like she's super observant mm -hmm. and whatnot uh, and it makes sense for her but for them it was just like shit we lost her in the mist she probably went down the stairs when we went up um and uh and i like doing like so that that's a way that you can kind of like make sure that your players don't get like a level 20 npc like with them uh -huh. all the time to like defeat all the monsters and like they and, just like, do everything <laughs> um but then like si similarly like the reason i had her to unlock the door and go in first was they had just taken up whole buttload of damage like i think perry was at mm -hmm. like 22 health oriana was at like 20 hp like mm -hmm. quinn was hurt and i was like well i don't want them fighting this this big thing having not rested and stuff like that let's see if lex can whittle it down i honestly didn't think she was going to do like that much to it um yeah. but i was like you know what even if even if she does like they'll short they were going to short rest anyways they'll short rest use a bit of their stuff to, to take a short rest and then move on um so that's why i had her go in so you can also mm -hmm. use your npcs like that where it's not overshadowing the players just helping them in a sense like giving them um 
But then also if you're using an NPC that's not overpowered, like there are a lot of times where I will use like an NPC that is like around the same power level as the characters. And then I'll just scale the encounters to give them a little bit more challenge, but knowing mm-hmm. that they have that like extra resource and based on that extra resource, like what they're going to fight. Nice. Okay. Um, I think that brings us to our topic for the day, which is battle maps. okay um obviously we have had some pretty cool battle maps on this show um so just kind of a first vague question what makes for a good effective battle map like are there any traits that all of them share or is it really just completely dependent on what kind of game or campaign or even encounter that you have um i think there's there's levels to it so mm-hmm. if you're doing a theater in the mind, right? A battle map can be very good for like directional shit, you know, like what's going on. It's like a vague kind of, you know, place, place ground of like what's going on within this area of combat, especially if it's like a swarm that you're fighting or if there's just too many, like there's a lot of elements going on, like mm-hmm. traps with also NPC combat, you know, so it's, it's good for that. Uh, there, then there's the deeper levels of where if you want to get detailed, um, uh, which I, I, I pretty much enjoy, uh-huh. um, where it's like, oh, you, you want like singular things. Like it's, it's a battle map, but it's also kind of an area where your players can explore as well. Like mm-hmm. simple shit of like what's going on. Oh, I, I found the cooks, you know, cooking, but then there's like also a bottle of poison right there, you know, are you going to, you know, what are you going to do in the situation? Um, and it's just kind of like in within that spectrum of, you know, you need it for necessity and then you go into it because uh, you just want to go that little bit of extra step for yourself or for the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I mainly use it to uh, like I, I like theater of the mind, but I, I like giving a visual to my players of like the environment that they're in. And for D and D five E at least, it's not a system that lends itself very well to theater of the mind because there's so many mm. things that are based on like rules mm. of like, are you within five feet of something? Are you within ten feet of something? Are you ranged? Uh, like how far are you? And like trying to theater of the mind, the distance is very hard, especially when you have a large party. You know, mm-hmm. if you're playing with like a party of three maybe you can get away with like not having a map and uh, and especially if it's a simple combat but if the yeah. dm's running eight enemies and there's six party members and they're all spreading out across the map it's really hard to like when the wizard says i throw a fireball how do they know how mm-hmm. many of the skeletons they're getting in the blast or whatever um so i find battle maps uh, often help with that and give them a good understanding of like where to position themselves uh, where they can go and then I go like the extra mile. I like having like the 3D mass because I think the atmosphere, like obviously I use music in the campaign, mm-hmm. but having the atmosphere and the lighting and the feel of where they actually are and where they're fighting and this different terrain um, really like ups the stakes. And like, again, if I was like, if I was, if we were doing it, you know, in person, I would opt more for like the actual like physical, like Dwarven Forge-esque mm-hmm. kind of, place sets than like it would just a, a rolled out battle map where you like draw like a building on it just because I like the idea of they'd be able to see elevation and again like mm-hmm. I use that in our games and stuff like that you know if they're flying I add the flying token to them and and stuff like that and I show them that you know the ledge over here is actually 10 feet higher and they can actually see it in like a 3d battle map they can see that that there's like an orthographic sort of view of the map so um so yeah I, I feel like it gives atmosphere and it gives tension and it really puts a picture in the players' minds of like, mm-hmm. this is what this place looks like that you've been exploring. Uh, but I only tend to do it for, for battles. Like I less use it like Jay, Jay does. I mean, there are times where the characters have after a battle like explored and I give them that moment. But most of the time, mm-hmm. like I don't make them wide open spaces except for this most recent dungeon crawl where I made that like really large map mm-hmm. that they were able to like traverse. But it was a very simplistic map because it was so large. Um, but yeah. yeah. So when did you decide you wanted like those fancy moving maps for your campaign? Also, where do you source those? Um, at the very beginning, uh, when I was setting up the game, I knew I had to find maps that, so first of all, like 
I don't have a ton of time. I work a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first started this, I was running two campaigns and I was playing in like two other games. Um, and, and, uh, I'm, I'm okay at thinking up plots and stuff like that. Terrible at making maps most of the time. Um, uh-huh. and uh, that's just not where my like creative juices flow so much. I've done it like once or twice before. Uh, but, but, uh, I knew I needed maps of general areas that I would want to use. And mm-hmm. I, you need to find that from places that will allow you to show them on stream and give credit where credit is due, but allow you to do that uh, with attribution. And um, I started to find out about uh, Dynamic Dungeons, which is one of the main ones that I use. Uh, and then I got into Patreons with another one called Map Guffin and uh, RPG Scenery. Uh, and those are the three that are the main uh, sources of um, 3D maps uh, that that I use. And ever since the first time I saw it, and I believe I saw it on like a, I was like searching the internet and I saw that uh, um, Joe Manganello and his crew actually use mm-hmm. dynamic oh, yeah. dungeons um, maps. But the way that they do it is in real life, they literally have a TV set into their table mm-hmm. and they oh. post the the map on their big like 40 inch or 50 inch TV mm-hmm. and then are able to place their um, their minis uh, on the actual moving map uh, as they play. Yeah. So um, so when I saw that, I was like, well, would this translate to uh to like roll 20 and vtt mm-hmm. and it does very very easily as you've seen so um so yeah that's that's kind of how i got into it and ever since i saw that i was just like i can't go back to old maps you know like this is just too cool um mm-hmm. and so yeah ever since i've been using the 3d nice animated um maps. so you mentioned you don't um make maps very often um jay do you make maps usually oh, when I you're do. camping i do Where? Yeah, oh, could you both where? talk about like no, I was going to say oh. could you both talk about like what are some good tools you you know for map making? Oh, yeah, I personally use uh Dungeon Draft. There's like mm-hmm. others that, you know, uh that are pretty complex mm-hmm. that you can get into that are like, you know, you know, you can high details, but I feel like Dungeon Draft is a good easy starting point um because it already has assets and stuff that that are already in there that are pretty good you can add your own assets they have places where you can download and buy assets so you they can just add that all in there um and then you can just add on i remember when i first started though i would directly use roll 20 uh even so you can start there i i, I had yeah I, would yeah. Just, I would literally i would literally like get like a blank kind of uh, battle map, you know, and then I would just build onto it. Yeah, with you know, the props. The assets, yeah. yeah, with the props mm-hmm. and assets that I would upload in, the, in there. And it, it was very time consuming. I feel like if you go to a dedicated program, it's it's a lot easier and streamlined. So then you can just move whatever you want. Um, and you can get as, you know, very critically detailed mm-hmm. as possible. Um, I enjoy it because I find like, oh, you know, like I'm thinking like, oh shit, man, this is going to be like, I imagine myself like in this area and like what I would see. And oh man, there's like a desk under here, and then like in this desk, there's like a like a golden dagger on this bed. You can see like equipment from uh, an adventurer who's who's bought this in place, and they have their gear spread out everywhere. Man, mm-hmm. it's I feel like it it creates just another layer of character and detail that just pushes your character, you know, your players' characters in that mindset. That's where you know Serenity was talking about with these movable maps, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and like the music and it, the ambiance it gets you in, um, but this is just you know more more simple in that sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a few. Um, I've used one called Dungeon of Fog. Um, mm-hmm. You can actually get free maps from there as well, um, but the main ones that I've used is one that's on Steam. It's called Dungeon Painter. Well, two that are on Steam. One's called Dungeon oh, Painter Studio. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's actually how I made the map for the mansion. Um, so I I built, that was one that I built um, uh, based off the Candlekeep Mysteries uh, adventure that I, I did it off of, but I, I made the map. Uh, and then uh, the other one is called Wild Shaped, and it is actually a three, it, it allows you to make basically a 3D uh, map 
uh, not animated, unfortunately. Uh, well, mm. you could, you can use the animated version, but you'd have to use it in the software. I'm not quite sure how to, I guess you ca you'd have to like record the screen in order to take like an animated version of it. But basically it makes you, it allows you to create a 3D map with 3D mm -hmm. assets and everything like that. Again, that orthographic view. Um, and that's how I built um, um, the house of, um, what was his name? Uh, in Zuma, did I call him Val? No, Kelvor. 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 Sorry. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, he his his house uh, when they went and met the uh, uh, Vicar, uh, the mm -hmm. king of the uh, Free Kingdoms. Um, that that was built in wild shaped, and again that was built by me, and that was like that three D esque um, um, map of the house. Uh, so I've used that before uh, as well. So yeah, there are there are like a lot of um, there are like a lot of tools that that you can uh, use that are uh, fairly interesting and easy to to build through. Or you can be lazy like me and just Patreon a bunch of people <laughs> and use their stuff because um, there are so many good map makers out there. And there mm -hmm. are, I yeah. mean, again, if you're not streaming and uh, like there are like some like Reddit groups that are like there's like a Reddit battle maps one that I follow that I think honestly is like open for 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 use. But I try not to go on there because I never know. Um, if it's cool. actually, yeah, or if it's more like mm -hmm. you can use it in your game, but only if you're doing like a home game and you're not like, yeah. you know, like mm -hmm. showcasing it. Uh, but there are a lot of great communities that have like amazing map makers that make like super detailed maps that you could probably like borrow for your game and are, are super cool with it as long as it's like a home game and you're just like using it for your own players. So, yeah, the ethics are a bit simpler if you're doing a home game versus exactly. streaming. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember to make maps for my campaign like way back forever ago um like four years ago um like actually creating the map was part of my process for planning um for planning an encounter because oftentimes mm -hmm. i just have like a very loose sketch in my head of what the encounter would entail but as like i made the map and kind of just like drew it out and like placed assets and stuff i'd add layers and layers to the encounter and be like okay well here's a little puzzle they can try to solve while this is happening or here's a trap door or here's a cool um like secret area where they can find something or um just like here's how this will work uh, unfortunately this uh this encounter happened after sarandi left my game because she would have absolutely yeah but your final um, map was so it. cool thank you i drew that one um yeah but but there was one in the in the library in the library set up like a pan like a panopticon and part of oh. the encounter was like learning the the guard schedule like the guards would pop out and they'd be able to see them they'd go to a different door and you had to like hide amongst the stacks and it was really oh, that's fun. so cool that's super yeah cool. you would you would have liked that a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah. the library um anyway like yeah like um making the map I always found was a really good way of visualizing your own encounter and just making up some cool shit um cool okay um do 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 okay so have you guys like most of us like play online exclusively or almost exclusively have you guys like used physical maps before oh yeah i've uh uh Man, I, I, I actually am subscribed to a couple of channels that actually go over, you know, map assets and like making your own, you know, shit, you know, because man, getting, getting official, like, like stuff is Dwarven Fortress. Very expensive, man. Yeah, Dwarven Fortress yeah. is so expensive, but they're like Bro, the best in the industry the probably best. for that. It's so good, but there's dude. other places that have like pop-up mm -hmm. stuff that you can get from like pop-up books yeah. and stuff like that that are much cheaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like they have like just like literally books and then you flip through them mm -hmm. on like the rollable two side mm -hmm. maps and everything. Yeah, but if you just want to make some quick, just, you know, uh, scatter terrain or like books, I, I know in one of them, uh, Black Magic Crafts, man, uh, like he just makes these these very simple, but like very like beautiful, like like log houses and trees, man, just like mm -hmm. different shit, man. And it's like, bro, just get some foam and just simple paint and like a hot glue gun and you're doing it man mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so yeah you know mo most of my stuff though when i moved uh it, it got it got okay. fucked up um but yeah no oh. uh yeah man just like craft you can do simple crafts man and just just whatever you can uh, you know players understand but like you know just a little effort man you know it, it goes a long way 
Yeah, for me, um, my DM used to use like either the big like rollout white sheet and would like mm. draw, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or would have those uh, like battle maps that you can buy that are like whatever twenty by twenty um, mm-hmm. that would have like a specific scenery. Uh, also, like a bunch of my friends were into like Warhammer, so a lot of like the Warhammer mm-hmm. terrain and stuff like that mm-hmm. was able to be used uh, as per like battle map stuff, which is great. So if you like any kind of like hobby general, like I don't know, like oh. army stuff or um, like any of those, like where you you fight your 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 army against theirs, whether it be like Warhammer or one of those other types of um, like big ass uh, 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 <laughs> campaigns against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that stuff can be reused for D and D because it's just like it's just terrain or it's just like vehicles or whatever that you mm-hmm. can kind of like place in there for um, for extra use. And same with like the mm-hmm. minis. Like sometimes if you need to show like a crowd of people in a city and like a big dragon's coming to like fuck up the square or something like that and like destroy stuff and you want to show like all the people that are like running away and stuff like that you can use your old you can you can use your old minis and stuff like that for that so we often um had that kind of stuff uh out out for um for our for our for our campaign so yeah Yeah. i've I've seen both but i never i've never played with dwarven dwarven forge stuff it's just like i only really learned about it as i got into like online dn D&D. That's when I started to learn about Dwarven Treasures. I was like, this stuff exists, and I what? I've constantly yeah. debated on like, oh, I should get some of this stuff. But I'm I'm like, well, first of all, where would I put it? Second of all, like, who's gonna like, it's gonna look pretty and it and I'm gonna have it, but I'm never gonna use it. Not right now, anyways. If I ever find mm-hmm. it a a group where I can play like in person and and have use for it, I will 100% get some. Yeah, and if you have a 3D printer, I mean, like, literally yeah. at this point. Yeah, dude, you can just print miniatures. There's, 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 and terrain. Uh, yeah, yeah, terrain. Yeah, yeah there's, like, movies. Patreons uh, that, like, groups. Uh, I forgot. Yeah, do the there's, STL there's, files, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the STL files that are already pre-supported, and then you can just print as many as you want, man. It's, like, you just, I think it's, like, maybe $5, 10 and it's, mm-hmm. like, a, it's, like, 20 to 30 fucking miniatures, dude. Yeah. Like, the files themselves. And, like, if, you, if it's a resin or if it's, like, just full-on... Yeah, do you just print Even that? Even Hero Forge, cool. you can buy the d- digital yeah. file and then just print mm-hmm. your miniature yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, boom, man! You know, you're doing it. There you go. You you are Dwarven Forged. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I think a lot of, um, not a lot, but like some libraries and a lot of universities also have like 3D printers that you can use. Mm-hmm. Like they're open to the public too. So. There you go, Reuse, yeah. recycle, yeah. and probably just pay like a little printer. fee or whatever yeah. for the for yeah. the resin. And, or you can, and... or you can bring your own resin too. Yeah, but like, perhaps. Yeah. Cool. Get crafty. Um, awesome. So is there such a thing as like a bad battle map? Is there other things to avoid? Are there um, like some things that are just not effective or what's a bad map about? I, I think like a bad battle map is one that uh, is one that you are trying to use for your terrain, but are not adding in the necessary items to like make it clear to your players like what's there Mm -hmm. for instance if you're if you've not created your own battle map and i don't know you're using uh the interior of a castle room but in reality there's like a raised uh, dais or there's a wall in between but it doesn't show on the map like you can't expect Mm -hmm. your players to go into this battle map and like and then be like no you can't fire your your eldritch blast there because there's a wall and it's like where it didn't exist on this map at all. Mm-hmm. Like this, there's mm-hmm. no wall there. Um, so I, th- I would say like, that's a bad battle map, but like, make sure that when you're using a map, even if it's not perfect for your purpose, like, like Jay said, like there are uh, props and assets that you can use from like, mm-hmm. rule 20 or fantasy grounds or wh- whatever that you can add in to um, change the map to be the structure that you kind of want uh, for um for your area. For instance, the map that I just used for this battle, uh, none of those bones and blood and everything like that were on the map itself. It was just like a very plain room. I added all that in to add extra understanding of like exactly mm-hmm. where they're standing and what they're going to be walking on um, and uh, and where they are in the room. So like you can update. It's the same thing I did for um, for the... Uh, the I think one one of the runes that they went in I put in like bookshelves and barrels and things like that um, that were not a part of the map itself they're just added mm-hmm. props to like give them things yeah. to 
to uh, mess around with and to interact with. So yeah, I would say like that's a bad battle map is like make sure that when you're showing this to your players, this is exactly what they see because that's what they're going to use to plan their tactics. And if you're telling them there's a wall in the center of the room that they could have been hiding behind and now they can't shoot through and they didn't know that, like that screws with how they're planning their battle and it's not fair for you to punish them because you didn't set it up correctly. Yeah, I feel like a bad battle map in general. It's just, is one, um, you, 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 you kind of don't mesh well with, you know, like you're trying to make it something that it's not. I'm like, if you can't, if you don't have the time to edit something and, you know, you're just pulling something and but it's not something you're fitting with or like overall jives, just save it for later, man. You know, I, I have a full folder of hundreds and hundreds of like just pre-made battle maps, man, just ready to go. Just if you can't find specifically what you're, what you're trying to go for or look for, plan something around a map that's as close as possible and just mm. just have fun with it man you know nothing has to be fully perfect man bro just do what you can and <laughs> and support the rest you know so support with some enthusiasm and and you're golden baby yeah you know if push really comes to shove just open mm. a blank document and draw some lines and draw, there you some go, yeah. draw some squares draw and rectangles and circles there you go there you go man yeah uh that was actually my next question so like how fancy do you think you need to get like what's the absolute bare minimum obviously it's like lines and squares i think oh i I think yeah yeah so i think bare minimum is if you're good enough at setting the stage for your players again a battle map is mostly for them to visualize where they are and understand like where their placement is and what they need to search and stuff like that so mm-hmm. even if you're just using circles and squares and lines, um, a lot of players will will appreciate that. But if you've if you've given them a description of like, that's the you know battlements of the tower that you're going into and it's crumbling and mm-hmm. it's going to be very difficult and it's completely pitch black inside of there. You can see that there's no light and you're going to have to squeeze through there and you're also not sure of the structural integrity. And over by this corner is a bookshelf with all of these musty old books and you can smell. Uh, you know the the mold coming off of the pages and there's a window at the far side but it's smashed in and you can feel the cold air of the wintry Mm -hmm. morning blowing in like I I I think most players are not going to be like wow this game sucks it doesn't have an animated map fuck this like or this doesn't have dwarven forged glowing lava God, what kind of DM are you? Like most people are gonna the be LED like, lights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna be dude. like, oh, this is awesome. Okay, like the first thing that's mm-hmm. popping into their heads is like, I need to go search that bookshelf, but I'm like gonna check for traps on the ground. I want to make sure like these glowing mm-hmm. runes aren't gonna like explode me or whatever. Like most players are really happy with whatever they can get. It's just mm-hmm. like the help of visualizing where they are and getting that description is is what what makes it. I think. It's the DM and playing with your friends less than like all the bells and whistles on top of it. Those just mm-hmm. add. Um, for me, like I, it has to be. I try to make it as detailed as possible because the way I, I have for especially in my combat, it's like I I have both the players and the NPCs utilize elements throughout the entire like mm-hmm. fucking you know space you know because uh, I remember there was a combat within an inn and I had literally a guy. Uh, smash through uh, a keg barrel like he smashed through it yeah and so I had that whole planned out and then while he was in there I had another dude grab the barrel and like just roll him down uh, you know throw him at the rest of the group so that was a whole like interaction Monkey Kong. Like, yeah especially so I, I wanted to, him to be like oh like the barrels are over here mm-hmm. you know and I wanted them to also be like you know like at least a close enough one-to-one to where like oh he's he's by a piano i want to smash him into the piano you know mm-hmm. so yeah i i try to have it to where like they can utilize environments yeah. yeah nice okay um do, 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 do. so um i think we mentioned this a little bit at the beginning but uh like to what degree is a battle map there to enhance combat and what and to what degree is it there just you can keep track of where everyone is i feel like it's a it's a, it's a little of both it's it's really just what you need in that moment um mm-hmm. you know if it's like like regular like 
you know you can't plan for everything so a lot of the mm -hmm. situations like, like you're you will gonna have a chance like it's gonna pop up where your party gets into a situation where you didn't plan like a whole encounter to happen so then you have to like bust around and do a whole magic <laughs> bullshit you know so in that whole sense it's it's literally about trying to get the point across you know how serenity says it's like you know this is where everyone is and these are the details that you know come across to you guys work it out you know mm -hmm. but if you want to like you know not where you have like a pre-planned situation and like you know they the group follows it to a t i feel like like the effort the extra little bit of effort it just kind of pushes it over the top where it's like oh shit oh this is this is a situation oh he went all out okay yeah we, we're gonna take this seriously <laughs> you know mm -hmm. But that's just in, in mind. It's just it's whatever the occasion calls for in the moment. Gotcha. Yeah, for me it's uh, both. Um, uh, uh, like I said, I use battle maps so that everyone can kind of like place themselves and understand where they are. But then I decided to go with animated maps because I feel like it elevates the ambiance. There's like the background noise of like the wind or the rain or the snow or the howling of the undead or whatever uh mm -hmm. in the corridors or the bubbling of the the acid pits or or whatever that that add that extra like oomph to to the combat and to like the situation that they're in um and so uh it makes it much more um much more uh uh like real uh and mm -hmm. like intense uh, but i would say that like a lot of uh, and I, I feel like that's become more true over the years because I like uh, mm -hmm. old D and D. Uh, it was like those white and blue maps where it was just literally yeah, there. Yeah, like a grid map. Yeah, grid map just for you to to understand where you're you're standing. And I feel like over the years, as story and ambiance and environment has become like more of a thing in in being a part of telling the players like where they are and what they're seeing they've mm -hmm. there's been these added elements of like the extras that go into making the map um and that's where we've got like these more detailed maps and now we've got these like you know dungeon drafts and dungeon painter studios and stuff like that where you've got colors and you've got you know um furniture and and all of this stuff and now there's even like a kickstarter which i backed called dungeon alchemist which literally is uh a, th a 3d uh static image but you literally just click and say like what you want and it will use ai to lay out the entire room for you Ooh, um it, it's i think it's cool. coming out later or they're doing the beta later this year so mm -hmm. uh who knows i may use some of those in uh the campaign itself but but yeah really really cool tools um, to really like dress up the atmosphere of of where players are. So um, so yeah, I think uh, I think we've we've come a long way and uh, and <laughs> now a lot of DMs go alongside the this is for your tactical mm -hmm. understanding of the battle, but it also gives that extra added like you're in the shit now. Like what are you gonna do? Ooh, look at these little skulls. Mm. Look at this, this glowy water that's actually moving. <laughs> yeah. Um, and D&D is so fancy these days. I feel like everything's so fancy. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we wrap up, what, like, have you ever done, like, a complicated or big, um, like, combat or encounter theater of the mind without a map? Could you do it? Oh, would you well, want to? I would, I would lose my shit <laughs> constantly. Like I, I have such a short term memory. Like I would just be like, mm -hmm. "Oh, there were there were goblins there. Fuck me, man. like right, fuck the goblins. Yeah, yeah. they do something." <laughs> um, I have, but it's very hard, and it's like you're mm -hmm. trying to keep track of like the math in your head of where things moved and when thing when you get into like the 3d like space like have things that are mm -hmm. flying or things that are digging underground gets even more complicated and then when you have structures and things that people can hide behind gets even more complicated and then when you have things that can be like set on fire or like affected by like a spell or an environment change uh gets even more complicated <laughs> um so i i have done it once with like a a boss encounter Mm -hmm. um 
but it was very hard to keep track of and I I wouldn't do it again because it's just so hard. And again, I think like as a DM, you try to be as fair as possible to the players, mm-hmm. but it's it's very hard to like be like, yeah, you're close enough or no, you're you're too far or you actually like walked out of the room mm-hmm. and the wall is now blocking your line of sight from this thing and they're like, "Well, I wouldn't have gone there if I had known." And it's like, okay, well, you know, like so I just it it just makes it like very very complicated um and yeah. difficult so yeah i tend not to at least not for a, a system like D uh for like mm-hmm. world of darkness or fate or things like that it's much more fluid Maybe. yeah yeah well fate i think like the players are also kind of making up what's happening so exactly. they can yeah, spend so. points to change the environment and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah so it's probably better not to have a map in that case because yeah. it's gonna be like i want to move this wall oh okay uh lovely okay so and that's our time for today. Maps, they're for you, but they're for us too. They're great. We love them. They can be super fancy. They can be super not fancy. Um, they're mostly here so we don't die trying to remember the goblins. Um, okay, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Uh, tune in next week for more of this show. Tune in on Friday uh, for a pivotal episode, apparently. Um, check out our Twitter. We tweet stuff. Mostly. Yeah, we're doing an art yeah. crawl right now. You're getting we're to see all the crawl, yeah. yeah, all of the art of a lot of the characters and NPCs and items that we've uh, had commissioned. So uh, keep stay tuned for that. We've had a lot of great artists. So mm-hmm. yeah, we Serenia has commissioned so much art. You should definitely check our Twitter to see some of it. Uh, check our YouTube. We've got all of our backlog of everything on there. Check out our podcast. Um, it's this show and also the other show. So it's, it's fun. You know, you got work, listen to something. Um, check out our Patreon. We have exclusive stuff, um, most of the behind the scenes stuff for our patrons who we love. Um, and join our Discord if you haven't already. We post lots of memes and talk about current D&D events mostly memes um and thank you to sunbird and lame meows who have done our wonderful theme song and our absolutely gorgeous title card i think that's it um have a good night thank you so much bye thanks everyone see you later oh jay's gonna die yeah he'll never be on the show again sorry this is jay's last episode (laughs)